Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 121 of the Money Love Podcast. Well, y'all, happy Friday. If you are actually listening to this on Friday, the day that it drops, if you didn't listen to the episode that came out on Tuesday, which I hope that you did because this episode is going to build on that one, but we are doing two episode drops this week because I missed a couple of episodes in October. So on Tuesday, we talked about the four stages of belief. And today, we're really going to be continuing that conversation expanding upon that and talking about the four stages of behavior change. I don't normally say this, but I will say that if you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, I would actually recommend that you go listen to that first. If you just came straight here because it just popped up on your podcast player and you just pulled it up and hit play, go back and listen to episode 120 and then come here only because there are going to be a lot of similarities in the two conversations. And this conversation today is really going to build on the things that we talked about on Tuesday's episode. I'm going to be referencing some things that I've already covered there. And if you haven't listened to that, might be a little confusing. I don't normally tell you like you have to listen to this and then listen to this, but this is actually one of those instances where I think it'd be beneficial. Today, we're going to be talking about behavior change. And I'm so excited for this conversation because I feel like this is something that I've been seeing come up a lot with a lot of you, whether it's you know you guys in my DMs on Instagram or TikTok or those of you in the Overcoming Overspending membership. We had a call earlier today. I actually coached someone on this earlier today about the things that we're going to be talking about today. It's so common. And I feel like we just constantly need this reminder that change isn't going to happen overnight. And anytime that we are working to form a new behavior, to build up competence in an area of our life, it comes in waves. It comes in phases. And we can't just expect to go from zero to 60 overnight. We certainly want to go (laughs) from zero to 60 overnight. I mean, that would be ideal, but it just doesn't work that way. I think when a lot of us slow down, we're like, oh yeah, okay, obviously, I know this. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that so much more now than in the past, when we are seeing somebody's transformation, it really does feel like a lot of times that it just happened overnight or that somebody just came out of nowhere and is having you know huge, crazy, massive success overnight. And from what I've experienced and seen and heard other people talk about, heard you guys talk about, it very rarely works that way, if ever. And when you do pull up Instagram or TikTok and you're watching somebody's 30-second video of how they lost 50 pounds in 30 seconds or how they paid off $100,000 of debt in 30 seconds, even though in real life that process took time, And in real life, that person had to progress through the four stages of belief and the four stages of behavior change that we're going to talk about today. Our minds trick us into thinking like, oh, that just happened so easily and so quickly for them. When again, the lived experience of it for that person was much different. 
I know logically we're like, yes, I understand this is going to take time, but just remember, again, our mind tricks us when we're constantly seeing these overnight successes and these overnight transformations. It doesn't work like that. Before we get into the four stages of behavior change, there is one more thing that I wanted to address. And it's kind of this question that I get a lot of what comes first or what's more important? Is it more important that I have the belief in order to get the change that I want? Or is it more important that I take action towards the thing that I want? And when we're talking about the relationship between our beliefs and the actions that will flow from those beliefs, I kind of view it as like the chicken and the egg situation. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? And I really think that depending on who you talk to, if you ask 10 different people this question, you'd truly get 10 different answers on what's most important and what needs to come first. And I don't necessarily look at it kind of like a when you have this, then this will happen. When I'm thinking about thoughts and beliefs and the relation to the actions that will flow from them, I actually view it kind of like a continuous loop, a continuous circle that's always looping. I think that you can start with the belief and actions will stem from that belief. And the more actions that you take that are in alignment with the belief that you are trying to form, the stronger that belief will become. And then the stronger the belief comes, the more aligned action you will take. And so it's just like belief leads to action, which then leads to stronger belief, which then leads to more action, which then leads to even stronger belief, which then leads to even more action. And I could just go on and on. I mean, I could go through that loop over and over and over again. And so when we're really talking about like, well, what comes first? I think that honestly, depending on the type of person that you are, you could really start with either of these. You could say, I'm going to start in the belief. Like I want to work on my belief first to getting to where I want to go and then letting that belief lead me into aligned action. For others of you, it actually could feel more natural to you to start with the actions, to say, I'm going to start with the actions. And then while I'm doing the actions, I'm going to use the actions to help me form and reinforce this belief that I'm working to form. And again, you're just going to go through that loop over and over and over. By doing one, you're also doing the other as a byproduct. But I will say that both are required, both are important and necessary to get the result that you want. I don't ultimately think that you can get the result that you want without both of these. I don't think that you can do it without the belief. And I also don't think that you can do it without the action. If you have the belief, but you don't have the action, that's not going to work. And if you have the action, but you ultimately don't have the belief, it's also not going to work because you will continue to self-sabotage. The actions will ultimately break down over time. The actions will not be sustainable long-term without the belief to back it up. So both are necessary, both are important, but I wanted to present that because again, depending on you know your goals, your personality, your temperament, what you feel like works best for you, you can kind of decide like, where do I want to start and begin? I think it's possible to start in either. One will reinforce the other, and then you will just kick off that loop that you will start cycling through, but you need both. 
Here's my last thing before we hop into the four stages is that when we're talking about this, be thinking about it in one of two ways when we're talking about behavior change. This could definitely be a behavior that you're wanting to start doing, something that you're not currently doing that you want to start doing. You're not tracking your spending right now and you want to start tracking your spending. You are racking up debt right now and you want to turn that around and you want to start paying off debt. You're not currently running, but you want to start running. You're not currently drinking a green smoothie every morning and you want to start drinking a green smoothie. Also think about the four stages here in terms of things that you want to stop doing. So you want to stop biting your nails. Maybe you want to stop smoking. Maybe you want to stop drinking. Maybe you want to stop eating out so much and you want to start eating at home more. It can go both ways. It can go for things that you want to start doing and also things you want to stop doing. So as we're talking about that, you can think of it in both ways. With all those things, let's start talking about the four phases. The first phase of behavior change is a phase that's called the contemplation phase. And the contemplation phase is essentially just acknowledging that you have a problem and you understand what's needed to be done to solve that problem through something that you need to start doing or stop doing, but you also lack the confidence to make the change. You're thinking about the problem and you're also thinking about doing something about it, right? Like you're contemplating it. You're contemplating like, hmm, I have this problem. Should I do something about this? But even though you're contemplating it, you're still not ready to take action. This is also a phase that is called unconscious incompetence. Unconscious incompetence, which basically means you are aware of the skill. You are aware of the thing that you need to start or stop doing, but you also are very aware that you lack the proficiency to do it. Now, this phase, you can tell, is very closely associated with the first phase of belief change, which, if you remember, is the impossible phase, where not only are you not ready to take action yet, you also don't have the belief in yourself that you can do it. Both of those things are working together all at the same time. So maybe you know that you want to start tracking your spending. Maybe you know that you want to start paying down debt. Maybe you know that you want to stop drinking a bottle of wine every night before you go to bed, but you don't quite feel ready to make the change. And again, you're in that impossible phase. It doesn't really feel like something that's super possible for you. So you're always going to start there. And remember what I told you in the previous episode is that nothing has gone wrong if you were in this phase. The fact that you have even gotten to a point where you identify like, okay, this is something that I want to do and I've identified, I'm contemplating that this is what I would need to do to get there is major, major, major. The second phase is a phase called the preparation phase. The preparation phase is essentially when we're getting ready to make the change. This phase in terms of the phases of competence is called conscious incompetence. You are aware of the skill that's needed, but you're still not yet proficient at the skill. This second phase of preparation very closely corresponds to phase two of belief change, which is the possible phase. This phase is still very much riddled with a lot of self-doubt, with a lot of skepticism, a lot of like, this still feels really undoable to me, but 
it is starting to feel possible. So we start to get in preparation mode. This could look like you start to experiment with really small, subtle changes. Maybe it looks like you start collecting information about like, okay, what would this look like? If you're thinking about running the marathon, you go on Google and you kind of Google like marathon training plan. If you're thinking about starting to track your spending in YNAB or you're wanting to create your money map in YNAB, you go to the YNAB website and you're like, okay, what does this look like? Maybe you do their free trial and you log in and you kind of start getting things set up. You're preparing to make the behavior change. You're making a plan of action and you're just starting to experiment little by little of, okay, what would this actually look like? Phase three is a phase that is called the action phase or the willpower phase. People call it both. And in the phases of competence, this is the phase that's called conscious competence. (laughs) So you are able to either use this skill or this behavior that you're trying to form, or you're able to stop the behavior, but it requires a lot of effort, right? It requires a lot of mental effort, emotional effort. It requires a lot of willpower. And I think that this phase is the most difficult phase. I think that phase three is the phase that most people get to, but they never get out of because of some things I'm going to break down in this third phase. In terms of our belief phases, this third phase corresponds with the probable phase. You've built up enough evidence for yourself that you can do the thing that you're needing to do, or you can stop doing the thing that you need to stop doing. Maybe you've gone for a period of time without drinking the wine. Maybe you've gone for a period of time tracking your spending on a consistent basis or a consistent period of time where the debt is going down. But again, it's taking a lot of effort. It's hard. It still feels kind of like a challenge, like an uphill battle. Like every single time you need to go do the thing or to stop, do the thing. It's like, ooh, this still feels really challenging and really uncomfortable. Now, this is the part that I think is really important to point out because even when you're in the action phase, the willpower phase, I think what happens is a lot of us want to get through this third phase as quickly as possible because it is the most uncomfortable. It is the part where there is a lot of negative emotion present. And because of that, we just want to zoom through it and we just want to be done with it. In reality, it's going to take time. You're not just going to be able to like hit fast forward and skip through this phase of behavior change. And I think what happens is that a lot of us want to get to the fourth phase of behavior change, which is called maintenance, which we're going to break down in a second. But a lot of us just want to get to maintenance as soon as possible. Now, this was the example of the coaching that we did earlier today is that I was coaching somebody who was very much so like still working through the four phases of behavior change. And when she was talking to me, it was very evident to me that she was in this third phase. She was still in the action phase. And I think in her mind, she kind of thought like, oh no, I'm out of this part. Like I've moved on to the fourth and final stage of maintenance. But then what happened was, is that she went and she bought something impulsively. She made a choice with her money that she kind of thought that she was done with that. She was like, I kind of thought that I had done the work. I kind of thought that I had figured this out. I kind of thought that I didn't really have to deal with this anymore. Even though she's still in this third phase where you're absolutely not going to be doing everything perfectly. 
And when that happens, when you don't realize, oh, no, wait, like I'm still in phase three here. I'm still in the action phase, the willpower phase where this isn't easy all the time and I'm not going to do it perfectly all the time. When you don't realize that and you make a slip up or you don't do things perfectly, that's when you start to spiral. And she was saying like, I feel a lot of guilt and I feel a lot of shame because she was thinking oh no, I'm slipping. I'm regressing. I should have this figured out by now. And she was using this slip up as a piece of evidence that she was messing all this up and moving backwards when really all that was happening is like, no, it's like, you're just still in phase three. You're still in the phase where it's kind of like 50-50, like 50% of the time you're going to do it great. You're going to do it perfectly. And it still might not be easy, but you're going to do it. You're either going to do the thing that you said you were going to do. You're going to stop yourself from doing the thing you said you weren't going to do, but you're able to do it. But then the other 50% of the time, you're not, right? Like the other 50% of the time, you're going to engage in the behavior that you said you didn't want to be doing anymore. Or you're not going to take the action that you promised yourself that you would take. And it all is going to boil down to what do you make that mean? And are you going to make that a giant problem when it's really not a problem at all? When we try to zoom through this stage and get to stage four, and then we experience the slip ups and the hiccups that will happen in this third stage that's where the mind drama kicks in. That's where we start to spiral. That's where things really start to fall apart. And I'm going to tell you what I told her, but I basically said, nothing has gone wrong. You're still not at the point where you are going to do this right the majority of the time. You are still in this phase where like half the time you're going to do it and half the time you're not going to do it. And that's okay. Even doing it right half the time still means that you're doing it right half the time more than you were doing it in phase one, in the impossible phase, in the contemplation phase, when you were basically quote unquote doing it wrong almost 100% of the time. Now you're only doing it wrong, let's say like 50%. Now you're only taking the action that you don't want to take maybe half of the time or a quarter of the time. But your brain wants to get caught in that all or nothing thinking, that perfectionist thinking that says, if I'm not doing it perfectly, I'm not doing it right. And I just need to remind you that like all that's happening when you revert back to an old behavior is it's just your brain returning to the habit part of your brain. It's just your brain accessing the habit part of your brain to inform the choice that you're going to make. You are simply just making a choice that you've made so many times before, even if it's a choice that you haven't necessarily made in a while. And you were like, gosh, I thought I was done with this. I thought I had broken this. It's like, listen, habits die hard, right? Like you've heard the saying, like old habits die hard. And even if it's a habit that you haven't done in a really long time, but it is a habit that you did for a really long time, it's just kind of like riding a bike. It's almost like it comes back very naturally to you. It's okay if every now and then your brain reverts back to that. We don't have to have all this drama associated to it. We don't have to make it mean that something has gone wrong. You can simply just have the awareness of like, oh, I'm in phase three. I'm in the action phase right now. I'm in the willpower phase right now. I'm in the part where I'm going to do it right sometimes, and I'm also not going to do it right a lot of the times, and that's okay. I'm still doing it right a lot more than I was in the past, 
And that is progress. And I'm going to recognize and celebrate my progress. Now, like I said, the fourth phase is the maintenance phase. This is the phase where the behavior starts to feel super, super natural to you. This also corresponds with the positive phase of belief change, which is the fourth and final phase, which is where you feel pretty positive, pretty self-assured that this is something that you can do and that you will find success in. The action and the activity starts to feel a lot more effortless to you. It also starts to feel like you need to use a lot less willpower to either do the thing or not to do the thing. And there's also a lot less energy involved, a lot less mental, emotional, and maybe even physical, depending on what we're talking about, physical energy involved when you are talking about being in the maintenance phase. So I'm going to give two personal examples here for my just personal life that I can think of. One is when I'm thinking about progressing through these stages is when I first started using YNAB. When I first started using YNAB, I can very clearly see that I progressed through these four stages of behavior change. Also, a couple of years ago, the second example is when I set out to lose 40 pounds and I did lose 40 pounds. And I mean, it took, it certainly took time. But while I was losing 40 pounds, I started exercising on a regular basis. I went from exercising like zero days a week to exercising about six days a week. And when I think about creating the result of losing 40 pounds and the role that my physical activity played in that, I can definitely see my progression through these four stages, starting in the beginning of being like, I think I need to lose this weight. I have a lot of reasons why I want to lose this weight. I don't have energy. I'm sleeping awful. I don't feel comfortable or confident in my body. But there was a big period of time where it's like I knew that I needed to lose the weight, but I also wasn't ready to do it. And I will say that I talked to a lot of you guys who I feel like right now you are in the contemplation phase when it comes to your money and when it comes to transforming your spending habits. I talk to you and you're like, I know that something needs to change, but I also don't feel ready to make the change. I don't feel like I'm at the point yet to take active action towards making this behavior change. You know change is needed. You just don't feel ready yet. And then I remember going into the preparation phase where I was like, okay, well, what would this look like? Like, what workouts would I do? Where could I go work out? What times would I work out? What would my schedule look like? What are some different types of workouts that I can start experimenting with that I think I would like and that would get me the result that I want? So it was kind of like, okay, starting to think about it, starting to make a plan. And then moving into phase three, where I actually started to work out. And I wasn't working out six days a week. In the beginning, I started with one day a week, and then I would go to two, and then I went to three. But in that early stage of like, you know, working out maybe one to two days a week, I just remember like how difficult it was to get myself to go to the workout. (laughs) It was like every single day was just a battle, right? And it just felt like, It took so much of my willpower to actually get me out the door going to the workout. 
it felt like phase three lasted forever. It felt like phase three lasted for months, really. I mean, for months, it was just like, oh my gosh, okay, like, let's go, let's go. Like, just so much willpower required to get me out the door and to get me to that workout. And also, like I was saying, I also wasn't perfect. Like, there were also a lot of days where I just opted not to go to the workout that I said that I was going to go to. I didn't execute the plan. I didn't do the thing that I said that I was going to do. Like there were days that I would do it and it would take an incredible amount of energy to get me there. And then there were just as many days where I didn't follow through and I didn't do it. But gradually over time, I just remember that the more I did it, the more I did it, the more I did it. It took months. But again, I went from two to three to four to five days a week. And once I got to the point where I was like doing it five days a week, I kind of just felt this shift happen. And it wasn't necessarily like an overnight shift. I don't think I just like woke up and was like, whoa, I feel like a totally different person now. But I can recall the difference in how I felt in that it just got to a point where having my alarm go off in the morning and actually having to get myself out of bed and being like, okay, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to put my tennis shoes on. I'm going to get in my car. I used to go to Orange Theory in the mornings and do Orange Theory workouts. I don't need more, but that's what I used to do. But it was like, okay, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive 10 minutes down the road to Orange Theory. It just became natural to me. It literally just felt like something had kind of like overtaken my body. And it was like, we just went, we just went, we just went. When I was in phase three, the action phase, it was like the alarm would go off and I would just be like, oh, like my husband would literally have to just like push me out of bed. When I got into the maintenance phase, none of that was really required anymore. It was almost just like alarm went off. I got up. There wasn't a lot of mind drama around it. One more example is like when I used YNAB. Before I started using YNAB, I was in the contemplation phase. I was like, I need to use something to manage my money, to track my spending, to make a plan, to have visibility into where my money is going. Moving into the preparation phase, researching it, doing the trials, linking all of my accounts, making all of my categories, action and the willpower phase, moving into phase three. That felt like that was the longest phase that I was in. It felt like I was in that phase for so long of just uphill battle every day. (laughs) Every day going in, something was wrong. Something wasn't reconciling. Something didn't make sense to me. Something would be red. Something would be yellow. Something would be negative. I'd have to move something. I was just like, what's happening? What's going on? It just felt like there was so much mental energy required of me to use this tool when I was in that willpower phase, that conscious competence of like, I'm trying to do the skill and I'm definitely not doing it perfectly. And it's still taking me a lot of effort to do it. But then again, it's the same with the workouts. It's like over time, I would just log into YNAB every day, every day, pretty much every day, there would be something wrong. I would screw something up. There was something that I had to fix and something that I had to troubleshoot. But every single time I did that, it taught me, oh, okay, well, this works this way and you need to have this that way. And if you do this, you need to take this step. And if you do that, you need to take that step. And every single screw up, every single red bubble and negative number and error message that I got taught me something. And through doing that over and over and over, it eventually moved me out of phase three and into phase four. It moved me out of the willpower phase where it felt like, oh my gosh, this is such a battle every time I come in here to maintenance. 
of going in there and feeling like, oh, I know what to do. I've got this. It felt so, so easy to where I was making a lot of mistakes in phase three to making very little mistakes in phase four to where sitting down at my desk every single morning and logging into YNAB became like this subconscious automatic skill that I just did. It didn't require any convincing, any negotiating, any willpower. It was like, this is just what I do. I just sit down at my desk every morning before I start my day. And the first thing that I do while I'm drinking my coffee is I pull up YNAB, I reconcile my transactions from the day before, and then I start my day. I want to present those examples because it can be easy to be like, okay, well, here's the four stages. Bam, 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 bam. One, two, three, four. But when you can actually think about it through the context of your own life, thinking about an example that you have of a behavior change that you've made in the past, I really challenge you to think about, can I see myself going through these four stages with that thing? And I think it's really helpful to do that and call attention to that because we can use it as context for the next behavior change that we're trying to make. And when your brain tries to tell you, this is taking too long, you're doing it wrong, you need to go from phase one to phase four pronto, you can calm your brain down and remind it like, brain, we've done this before. Okay. We've been here. We understand that there's going to be a progression here, that there's four phases that we have to move through. And just because I'm not doing it perfectly doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. It simply just means that I'm in phase two right now. I'm in phase three right now. I haven't gotten to the phase four of maintenance yet, but I will get there if I don't give up. If I allow myself to keep going, if I tell myself just because I make a mistake, that's not a grounds to stop and give up, I will get there. And reminding yourself, I've done this before and I can do it again I think can keep you in check. It can keep you motivated and it will keep you going. So that's what I have for y'all. Okay. The four phases of belief and also the four phases of behavior change. I feel like a lot of us need to hear this. I need to hear it. It takes time. Be patient with yourself. You're doing it perfectly. Nothing has gone wrong. You're simply just progressing. Remember, we start with contemplation, thinking about doing something and it also feeling really impossible. Then we move into the preparation phase where we start to get ready for change and it feels a little bit possible, but it also in a lot of ways still feels really impossible. And then we move into the third phase, which is the action phase. We actually start to have some wins. We actually start to have some evidence that we can do this, but it's still really hard. It's still really challenging. We don't do it perfectly, but it starts to seem probable in that probable belief phase. And then the last fourth and final phase, the maintenance phase, you are maintaining the behavior. The skill almost becomes automatic. It requires very little effort or energy. And you're in that positive belief phase of like, I feel really good aligned and positive that I can do this long-term. I really hope that you enjoyed these two episodes this week and how they went hand in hand with each other. And I will also have two episodes for you next week. You guys have a fantastic weekend. I love you all so, so dearly, and we will see you in next week's episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Money Love Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, then I want to invite you to join me in the Overcoming Overspending membership. It's where we take this work deeper and apply the concepts and coaching from each week's episode into your own life. 
By being a member, you have exclusive access to my overcoming overspending process, 10 monthly live coaching calls with me, a private podcast, members-only community, monthly money topic and challenge, bonus courses, and so much more. There's nowhere else like it out there to level up your finances and life. Simply go to overcomingoverspending.com to join and you can enter in the code MLP30 at checkout to save $30 on your first month inside the membership. See you inside.